Hey everyone, it's Tim, your Dungeon Master, and just before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you that we are doing a giveaway for a $50 gift card to nerdychicken.ca. They have some awesome tabletop RPG accessories. You should definitely check them out. All you have to do to enter is go to any of our social media, follow us, and follow Nerdy Chicken, like the giveaway post, and tag one of your friends in the comments. And if you want an extra entry, you can leave a comment with your favorite moment from the podcast so far, or your favorite character or NPC. Yeah, that's it. We'll announce the winner early next week, so go check it out, and good luck. All right, let's get started. Who wants to give us a recap of what the fuck happened last time? I mean, I'll say words, but I don't know if they're going to make sense. <laughs> God's Eye fell. Burrowed a cavern into a dwarven keep or I guess keep of some kind. Uh, we followed it down. Uh, we... Oh, uh, Thaddeus is now cursed. Uh, we found a drift globe. I... Uh, what else did we find? Oh, scrolls of comprehend language. You have boots of climbing. I have a wand. I have a plus one wand. Ooh, I forgot about that. Uh, and then while we were investigating the keep, we found the old King Amarthan, if I'm, rem- if I'm reading my own spelling correctly. Uh, we found his book, his journal. And we found out the dwarves could not only use magic, but they could do so without God's eye. Uh, with this knowledge, they built some kind of weird arcane gate uh, where they could travel to other planes, but the Far Realm had been forbidden, for scary reasons I can only assume. But the magic attracted great enemies. Uh, and in the last uh, use of magic... Sorry, the constant use of magic brought a winged beast... Uh, they did one last ritual, or they tried to do one last ritual to close off the keep for good. Uh, and we don't know what happened quite there, but it, the, it's beneath the great tomb is this gate. But a description of this beast was that it was a winged beast that brought the cold from the mountain, which made me think that it was some kind of icy dragony situation, but I don't know. And of note, there was a specific inscription that was highlighted. Uh, as a phrase that says, I pray Morden protects our secrets. That was that such a up. lovely and concise summary. Thank you so much. No problem. I took notes, Tim. Mm-hmm. Matt, tell us about your curse. Besides yeah, handsomeness. Matt's curse. Uh, I am cursed with devilish good looks and a million Southern friends. charm. Um... <laughs> No, I have a set of plate mail on right now, hot damn, that uh, resists bludgeoning damage, also hot damn, but because of this armor, I'm vulnerable to piercing and slashing or something like that. (laughs) Something real minor like that. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But I can make my AC 20. Which I hope protects you from some of that slashing. Hey, I've got one first level spell left. Shield of Faith. 
Yep. Jesus yeah. Christ. So you are oh. you are approaching the end of your adventuring day. Sorry, Sarah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I was like, I know we're running a little, like, strapped. So where we, I can't remember whether we were resting as I read that or where we were at with the resting situation. We had short rested while you were reading uh, Tweedledum and myself. Mm. Or my Tweedledum. With your family tree, you might be Tweedledum. No, with my family tree, I'm a foster. Tweedle and Tweedle. Something happened. I'm... I'm <laughs> I'm a foster family. Um, but yeah, the uh, we did a short rest, which is why I'm not dying mm-hmm. currently. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're not you're not too far away from from reaching the end of your adventuring day. And we had last left off last time where you were descending a sort of central like corkscrewing set of stone stairs going down like this this big open sort of um uh, central hexagonal uh, cathedral-like chamber. So you're on your way down, and let me just bring up all the stuff that I wrote. See, this is great. See, you have to go in. You can't go to window this time, guys. Sorry. So all the five pages of notes that I have, they're all going to get used. <laughs> uh, I, I find the nearest down the stain- Yeah, we just jump. <laughs> okay. So the main stairwell continues down uh, downwards and opens into a near-identical hexagonal central room with four pillars. There are four corridors branching outwards uh, in the classical way, north, east, south, and west. Uh, giant rats scurry away from you into the darkness of the branching corridors. Their skittering claws is the only sound in this place. And you can kind of tell that this corkscrewing staircase may have, like... Um, gone down a level further but there is there is like another collapse as essentially as you get into this level below so the stairs may have continued on downwards but it's just sheer kind of rock and boulders that are that are blocking the path so you'll have to con- continue your search for the god's eye so you've got four choices essentially did the rats go any particular direction? I mean, fewer of them went north, but, I mean, kind of random it looked like. Well, shall we approach this like we did upstairs and just check them all and see what we find? Uh, let's start in the south. I'm just picking a random one. This, so this room, there's no, you said there were four pillars, but there's no, like, inscriptions or any, like, statues or anything like that in this one? Um, there's some similar, like, decorative carvings. Uh, very arresting, even though they're all covered in dust. And, uh, yeah, but nothing nothing that really jumps out at you. It looks like, like a historical kind of... Um, I can't remember the name of that type of artwork where it's kind of like a, a big scene going from one, one end to the other. But uh, that's kind of what it looks a like. A relief? A mural? A mural. Thank you. I was like, damn, better better get ready to dig deep into the old art history degree. I was it's just mural. well. I was assuming if it was <laughs> well, I was assuming if it's it's mural if it's uh, painted, but if it's carved into stone, it wouldn't it be a relief? Mm. Yeah, maybe. Well, thank goodness <laughs> because my anti mural 
is who. Oh these are my named god! After. You know that. Right? Oh my god! But you um, have. She guess. just found it such a. <laughs> she found it such a relief when uh, they started getting carved in the thing. So you know. And Thaddeus goes on about his anti-mural, who is an artist. I have no way of working fresco into that. I got mm. nothing. I got nothing. Yep. What is a fresco? It's painting on a wall. Oh, all right. It's like a mural. Lovely. Okay. It's but fra- it's done with a specific type of paint, is it not? Are you guys rocking the uh, the torches, or do you have the drift globe up? Because uh, I think Gutterbird had I a believe- very specific activation phrase. Oh yeah, I, he did. I believe we did have it up, but just for old times' sake, do you want to make sure it's up, Gutterbird? I've got a bright idea. Lovely. Uh, the corridor to the south extends for about 100 feet and then splits off into uh, two branching sec- uh, directions, left and right. Uh, kind of like a Y. It's not like a T-junction, but more of a Y. So, Do we want to investigate each one of these thoroughly, or do we want to go and see what each four possibly have before we... How far did we uh, move down this southern corridor to find the Y? It's about 100 feet. Well, I uh, <laughs> I think we could probably head back up in a northerly direction and check out what the others offer us before necessarily getting lost in the tunnels of this, this here, well, ever-present question of why. Mm. Uh. Yeah, I think maybe we check out the other ones and see what's up, quickly at least, because if they're like just little rooms we can investigate, then we can get get them off and come back. Okie doke. Um, so, which which one do you want to check off the list first? You said, uh, I believe Thaddeus suggested North. Okay, North. First of all, imp- impersonation is the greatest form of flattery, so thank you. <laughs> Second, you are terrible at this. <laughs> Thaddeus says to Chai. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you go north, and it's, a, again, about another 100 feet um, of a narrow stone corridor, and you get to a dead end. I shouldn't say a dead end. You get to a door. You get to an iron door uh, made of sturdy, thick iron that bears the evidence of past unsuccessful attempts to break through, it looks like. So it's bearing some scars, but looks like it is that, sorry, it looks like it has held fast. What, uh, how, how is it, can you describe how it's, how it's barricaded or how it's sealed or? or... This looks like a vault. And mm. if, if you look closely, there are two keyholes. We found a key, didn't we? There was. We have a key. There was one from that couple that was key, holding yeah. hands. Did we find a second one? Two key, two keys from the dead dwarves. Mm-hmm. We have two keys. Can we try the two keys? Mm-hmm. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Now, is this a fresco of a vault or oh, is it an actual God. door? Oh my goodness! What is this, Looney Tunes? <laughs> hey. Yeah, could you imagine we just painted a smaller door on the door and opened that one? Can we do that? We aren't wizards. Hmm, that's true. Is it more than five feet? thick because we could just mold earth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no he said it was uh, metal right was we it could mold the earth below it or around it oh, the... it's, that's... let's try the keys 
I don't think I think that's I think you need stone shape to get through solid solid stone. Yeah, there's a limitation on uh as Chai gets super amped about the keys, Thaddeus remembering her getting shot by arrows opening a door backs up slowly. <laughs> I'm gonna check it. What with the keys it wouldn't trigger a trap, theoretically. <laughs> I back up slowly. <laughs> Do I look for any murder? I would do a quick check for any murder holes. Um, give me a perception check. Uh, 12? Maybe? Thaddeus backs up further. (laughs) (laughs) You you don't see anything unusual with the door. Perfect. I'm going to give it a go. Okay. Can you... Can you give me an investigation check? Just to... Which key goes in which hole? Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're they're both identical. It's more of like a like how the locking mechanism works. So if you could give me a quick investigation check, <laughs> that is a natural twenty, good sir. Ooh, wow. Okay. I literally got mad. I like pointed to it, so Matt could check it. <laughs> she's a she's a certified loot goblin. I get stabbed with arrows, but I open the door. <laughs> <laughs> the door opens with a very loud. I guess a uh, sound of, of metal grinding on stone uh, as as it opens for the first time in many years, and you see inside what was maybe once upon a time uh, something filled with many valuables, but currently there are uh, a few items in there, and I'm going I'd to determine like- those right now randomly. Perfect. I'm like I would like all of those random item, please. And as the oxygen rushes into the vault, four of the five items decompose. It only happens to corpses. Or other organic materials. Okay, here's some interesting stuff. There is a set of uh, finely crafted javelins. Can anyone throw a javelin? Can you throw a javelin? I believe we have an entire point of the story where you guys thought I shouldn't have thrown a javelin. Oh. (laughs) Was that a throw more as just a stabbing motion? She was outside the cave. We were in it. It was thrown. True, I guess. (laughs) There's a finely crafted maul. Ooh. A finely crafted light crossbow. And there is an assortment of other regular types of, of weapons. Uh, mainly like axes, hammers, and some long swords and short swords uh, that look like, you know, decent quality. They may need a bit of a spit shine. The... May anybody mind if cross? I grab... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go. Well, you started to say cross, and I imagined it was going to follow with, follow with bow. <laughs> um... It possibly was. So I I only have, in terms of melee weapons, I only have a scimitar. Not melee, but I mean like non-magic weapons. I have only an, a sword. But uh, you are definitely more suited for a crossbow, potentially. I, mean, I have a crossbow, but it's only a light one. So I already, I'm already outfitted if you need the, if you'd like the crossbow. Yeah, but this one is likely better than what you have. If it's finely crafted, it's likely a. Mm-hmm. a that was going to be my plus next one question minimum. Yeah. Whether or not it like finely crafted is just a descriptor, or if it means something with. Oh regards. yeah, no, yeah. you get okay. you get a plus one to hit anything that's finely crafted. Just means that you get a, a plus one to hit in damage, but it, that it's non-magical. Cool. 
I would say you can take that one. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So you've got the crossbow. You have your orb. You've got the boots. You still have that poison dagger, too. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think those are the big ones. And there's also a finely crafted chain shirt. I don't know that anybody wears that, but there it is. Can I wear that? I would guess no, unless are are you proficient in medium armor? Like I'm guessing because you can't use oh, a metal not. shield, then probably no. I don't think I can. I mean, it's it it would be an item of value. The question is just, are you gonna take it with you? So this is where it becomes, I think, a character choice. Uh, Druids technically are proficient in light and medium armor and shields. It just says, in parentheses afterwards, druids will not wear armor or use shields made of metal. So I don't know if that's just a character-y thing, or if that's the game being like, no druids can use oh, metal. that's just like a, typically they don't. That's, that's... That's where I gesture grandly as I pick up the maul and javelins. <laughs> yeah, I figured you were going to get that. So are you leaving your um, your great axe then? Probably. Um, what does the maul damage do? It's it's plus one two d six bludgeoning, whereas oh, yeah. my great axe is just one d twelve. So mathematically, I always will roll higher damage on two d on two d six than one d twelve, which is the reason that healing potions are so many d four. As I grab my new dice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're leaving the like, and that wasn't just that wasn't anything fancy. That was just an axe you purchased it in was town, a, right? It was an axe we bought so that I'd have a weapon while my greatsword gets worked on. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. And you're gonna take the javelins, the maul. Gb's gonna take the crossbow. How many javelins? Oh, it was four. Gutterbird, I'm assuming you can't wear chain armor because your your AC is not the greatest. So he's got you got you got you got some improved armor though, didn't you? We picked that up he's somewhere. He finally Plus, <laughs> he picked it up off of uh, out of the ash heap that was Elvin. Right, right. Light armor only. Mm, okay, so none of us. Okay, can wear this. so I just googled. Something here. Uh, Drew, okay. Uh, I, I was just looking up the consensus online of whether or not druids wear armor. Metal armor, specifically. Metal armor, Real, yeah. Yeah. Druids have a taboo against wearing metal armor and wielding a metal shield. The taboo has been part of the class's story since the class first appeared in 1976. The idea is that druids prefer to be protected by animal skins, wood, and other natural materials that aren't the worked metal that is associated with civilization. Druids don't lack the ability to wear metal armor. They choose not to wear it. This choice is part of their identity as a mystical order. Interesting. This might be a character moment for you, Sarah. Ooh. I can hear the wheel spinning. Like, how do I justify putting on this chain shirt? <laughs> You should see the smoke that's coming out. <laughs> no, no, because I'm trying to think. I, 
I think, so here's the thing. I think at this exact moment, Chai wouldn't put it on, but she'd take it with her. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think I think that's where she's at, where I think, like, looking around the groups, like, I think she'd literally pick it up, like, everyone's grabbing the javelin, the maul, the crossbow, and like, divvying up the gear, and I think she'd literally stand there for a moment holding the metal armor and, like, almost, like, feeling it in her hands. I think, actually, possibly, like, obviously, this is just flavor, but, like, I think, honestly, she'd, like, rub it between her hands and, like, almost, like, attempt to just kind of, like kind of spark it with the lightning that she's been using lately just to kind of like test the waters of how it feels and and I think she's uncertain about it I think she's like I think yeah I think she's at a very uncertain place with it but she's like in her head probably justifying be like this might be useful and just like gonna take it with her but she won't put it on just yet wonderful okay uh, so that is all that uh, worthwhile that you see in this room. Um, Thaddeus is going to presumably leave his great axe behind with the other assortment of weapons. And you can return back to the central room uh, with the staircase. And I will note, I will lock the door back behind us and I will keep both of the keys. Lovely. Okay. So now you have just, th- just three directions remaining. South, east, and west. Where would you like to go? Shall we go east and just see what's down that corridor? So this is a shorter stone corridor, uh, but it opens up uh, to a set of large double doors, or I should say a doorway. There's no actual doors preventing you from entering. But even before you get to the doorway, you can tell that this is a leading you to a a grand hall. Um, It's totally dark, and as you sort of approach, you can kind of feel that, based based on its size, it's colder than than the other corridors, almost as if there's a bit of of a draft emanating from somewhere. So how do you approach this big old room? Uh... I'm going to whisper to the other two. If there's this much cold air and we're this deep underground, it's likely that this is where the God's Eye came in and likely where bad stuff happens. So perhaps we check out the other... We go west and south, do those, and then come back this way. (laughs) Always best to make sure you're not going to get snuck up on when you're meeting your prize. Yeah, I feel like given all the weird shit we've encountered when God's Eye hits, there could be some like weird demon dragon with 18 eyes that we have to fight. So I think maybe we go the other what? ways first and I then would, leave the I cold. I would do that to you. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> she says to the ether. Yeah. <laughs> go west, young man. Yeah, okay, we're gonna go Wagons west. west. Exercising a bit of caution, you turn back once again, pass through the now familiar hexagonal central room, and go west another uh, 30 or 40 feet down a basically identical stone corridor, and it takes you to a T-junction. You can look left and right. Uh, To your left, you see a long hallway with... uh, Chai would see 
some doors before her dark vision uh, fades out. Uh, doors on either side. And then to your right, everybody can see with the drift globe light that it looks like this way was once upon a time barricaded uh, with looks like furniture, chairs, perhaps tables, and some benches. Uh, but it's not, it doesn't look like it would be difficult for you to get around. You also see around that barricade, at least on the side that you're on, that there are some dwarven skeletons that are lying on the ground, sort of strewn about. Do they look, uh, how fucked up do they look? Like, are there swords sticking out of them? Are they burnt charred remnants of where a dwarf used to be. I mean, these are... Uh, okay, so you are you going to go up and, and look, presumably? Um, I won't make you... I think I would c- yeah. cautiously approach, yeah. I mean, they're still kind of wearing medium-quality armor. They don't look like they've been... I guess it's it's been so long that it's, it's tough to see if if they've been, like burnt like none of them look charred like they're all kind of like fairly clean looking skeletons but you do see like combat damage to their armor so they it looks like they died fighting as much as i like to loot everything my inclination is to not go down this corridor like not down the barricaded one yeah but if you guys think it's worth investigating I mean, we know that some evil was brought here. Mm-hmm. We just don't know what remains. How much time do we have? Well, so I... I think I think you're getting cl- very close to the point where you'd want to take a long rest. So I'm, I'm, I'm also thinking, like, do we want to go down the other way? Find a safe, space, safe find a safe room. spot, and then come back to this way later. Strange question, but did we know if the vault door could be locked from the inside? Um, we retcon. You know what? I'll just piggyback off of Sarah's natural twenty. Yes, it, you could actually lock that from the inside, which seems bizarre to you. That would probably be the safest spot to rest. Yeah, and we looked around, there wasn't, like, obvious openings or things like that in there, right? From what you saw, like, the the iron door was the only way in. That's probably our best bet to stay. So do we want to look through these rooms? Depending on what we find there, check out the two corridors. And then... Go up, nap, attend to big open space. Yeah. I think that's a What's, good. I think that's a plan that Thaddeus can get behind. Yeah. Perfection. Okay, so I think we're gonna in the western corridor. We're gonna go to the left area where I saw some doors, and we're gonna leave the barricaded section for now. Cool. Okay. I think that's the plan. There's too many options. I love it, Tim, but I'm like I'm I'm the person that wants to find everything. So I'm like I want to go down each corridor. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a this is a kind of a sprawling place. Yep. So you turn away from the barricaded portion and head down this long corridor, and it's only about 30 feet before you get to a set of doors uh, f- 
basically on on your left and right facing each other uh, on each side of the corridor. They look like sturdy wooden doors, but they don't appear to be locked in any way. Just go to the first one and kick in the door. Yeah. Kick in the door. Okay. Okay. So while it wasn't locked, Thaddeus's kick. Actually, give me an athletics check for this kick. Oh, I was. Why not? We made a joke. Ugh, it's only a 13. Okay. So you manage to kick it, and it opens about a quarter of the way. You can tell that there's been some furniture and stuff piled up on the other side. Uh, As you sort of peer in through the opening, you can see that this looks like a living quarters of a dwarven individual, or perhaps a small family. There's a more noticeable presence of rats, and you can see with the drift globe light drifting through the opening that there's a large nest in this room. A rat, like, hisses at you before kind of scuttling away. But this looks to be like somebody's domicile. Okay, but nothing overtly weird and wonderful about the room? Like, there isn't, like, a, mattery, a, a magical glittering gold pile or something? Um, Just no, example. I mean, nothing jumps out. You can certainly enter and and search more thoroughly if you choose. Uh, no, I think I'll leave the, the rat swarm alone. But I, I don't want to get in your way, your, both of your ways if you want to investigate. Is, is there any way of um, doing like a bit of a doing a check to see if there's any evidence that it's been lived in or used recently? Um, yeah, I mean, you can certainly do a perception check. You'd be limited in terms of what you can see by like standing out in the corridor. But I, I'll remind you that you do have a way of investigating without actually setting foot inside. Oh, thank you. So I would like to summon my little bud, uh, Grease Trap, and uh, have him do just like a quick case uh, of the joint. He silently flutters through the doorway, and you're look, sort of looking through his eyes. Can you give me a quick perception check? I have got a 15. Okay. So based on what you see through the eyes of your imp familiar as he sort of circles about this room, uh, it doesn't look like anything's disturbed. You don't see any footprints through the dust, except for those of the rats, of course. Um, you notice that there are uh, there's sort of a bureau with it looks like a personal journal that's covered in dust on it, and you, you see maybe a... Um, like a lockbox that you think might have some personal valuables. Well, I think I would like to have both the lockbox and journal uh, brought out of the room, if that's a possibility. So a yes to the journal, but the lockbox is too big for for Grease Trap to carry. But he, uh, Thaddeus and Chai see the... I don't know if if a grease trap is invisible right now, but if he is, they would just see the journal start to levitate and come towards the door. And he delivers the journal right into your hands. Beautiful. I would like to investigate it. Okay. Uh, Do you read Dwarvish? I don't believe so. Let me take a quick peek. 
I think your languages are common and infernal. Yeah, I believe that is the... I agree. Mm-hmm. I think I had to use one of the scrolls to read the other book. I still have one scroll left, but I, maybe we wait until... Collect all of our reading material. Collect all of the reading <laughs> material and have a quick have a nighttime read. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Just wait, wait until you find a toilet so you can really. Yeah, I mean, like I gotta kill that time somehow. Cool. All right. What next? Uh, how big is the rat nest? Um, I mean, it's uh, I don't know, like the size of a bed. It's a lot of rats. Holy shit. Uh, um, Thaddeus will move inside and grab the lockbox. Could you use the javelin? Like, does it? Is there like a hook on the on the box? Like, could you use a javelin at a distance to like hook it? Wow, you guys are you've just fought giants and you're you're tiptoeing around rats. This is amazing. I said I, I said I walked. He did in. say he went in. I just we didn't have a choice with the giants. <laughs> these are these are my nice dungeon dwelling robes, okay, Tim. I wanted to keep them presentable for when we meet the dragon beholder demon you have created us. <laughs> it's fine. Thaddeus speaks draconic. <laughs> but yeah, Thaddeus okay. walks in, yeah. grabs the lockbox, and essentially wades through the rats to be like, "Get off me!" For the vulnerable Get off me. piercing damage. <laughs> yeah, they they don't really attack. They they kind of posture a little bit, but they scurry away um, once they realize they can't really uh, stop you from invading their territory in the lockbox you find about 100 gold pieces worth of personal valuables so this is like bracelets lockets, some jewelry alright there's three more doors in this section of the hallway Uh, yeah I think we're gonna three more kicks keep going are you going to sort of do the same um, approach? Open grease trap and then... I think that's a safe approach. Or I can. Al- I also technically still have my owl with us, so I can also send the owl in. Though it's obviously more visible. I think the um, grease trap was sort of rat dependent. So if we could do like a rat check, that will determine, I think, his uh, necessity... Leg kick. That, yeah, that's true. Look, if there's if there's visible rats or inhabitants, we can send in one of the creatures. But if it looks empty, we can go in. So, Kevin, can you give me, like, two more perception checks for the other rooms? Absolutely. So I got a 14 and a 10. Okay. Um, and anybody else is welcome to, like, do a perception check if you're entering the room. Uh, can I do a perception check if I'm peeking into the room to see if I want to go into the room? Mm, sure. Uh, a 17. You said there were two rooms or three rooms? Um, oh, sorry, three. Okay, so the first room would have been a 17 for me to look in. The next one was an 11. Another 17. Okay. So... Each door you, Thaddeus finds as he's opening it has been similarly, like, barricaded. You do find, like, some dwarven, like, remains in there as well. Uh, in, in a couple of the rooms. Uh, but in the fourth one, as you approach and Thaddeus kicks, you hear, like, the screeching of a rat. Bef- like, it's screeching it in either fear or pain, and then it's suddenly silenced. 
And it sounds like it's coming from that fourth room. Before we've kicked it in? It's like as he kicks it in. Oh, goody. The mall is prepared. Yeah. Well, I guess we've kicked in a door, so... Mm -hmm. What do do we see that we're about to be attacked by? (laughs) Anybody looking in, or is it Grease Trap going first? I think in this Grease... If we heard this, I would have been like, send Grease Trap. This door is barricaded as well? It, It was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think Grease Trap... So I'm this not one's just standing weird. in an open doorway looking in. That's mostly what I was wondering. Okay, can you give me a uh, perception check with Grease Trap for room number four, Kevin? Absolutely. Natural 20, my friend. Okay. It look. It looks like this ceiling above the door um, is absorbing a rat, and it's like <gasps> a black like shifting tar like substance that oh. is starting to like m- like shuffle along the ceiling towards the the opening of the door and everybody should roll initiative oh god balls for so many reasons balls nine for me oh my god uh has got a four I got a six. Wow, holy shit. All you guys did fucking awful. We're gonna get eaten by a goo. Kevin, you're up first. You know exactly where this thing is. I'm assuming that you also basically verbalize that to your to your uh, companions there. Um, and it would be somewhat easy for you to approach the door and make a ranged attack at the ceiling inside or you can try something else so it's totally up to you what you want to do now but you can tell that this that this tar like mass is sliding across the ceiling towards the door yeah I think I would like to to simply Eldritch Blast straight up straight up into it all right, go for it. Okay. So I have got a nine plus my spell attack bonus. And, okay, cool. So that's a 16. And the other one, I've got a 16 plus seven, so 23. Both of those hit. Okay, so I've got uh, four and then plus four for my agonizing blast, so eight. And then I've got a nine, so a total of 13 points of Eldritch damage. This ooze drops from the ceiling and moves like underneath the door because it can do that. And Great. And it's going to make... I don't know. I don't know how exactly to describe it. I don't know what pseudopod actually looks like. But essentially, like, kind of like a uh, a tendril. You know, yeah, you know those, like, An amoeba? sticky... A really angry like, amoeba. Those little jelly sticky hands that you could throw and they get stuck on things? Oh, nice. Picture that, but without fingers. I was talking about those yesterday. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So, it's going to lash out at Gutterbird. 
So the total to hit is 14. What's your armor class? Um, good question. My armor class is 15. Oh, wow. Ooh. I was going to say, I think, you're, I think you just beat it. Okay. All right. Yes. So this, uh, this tendril lashes out. Doesn't connect with you, though. Um, next up in a moment will be Thaddeus, but from one of the other doors, another different colored ooze is coming out across the ceiling. This is not something that you spotted in one of the other rooms. So its turn is moving out into the hallway on the ceiling. So you've got an ochre uh, substance on the ceiling and you've got a black pudding on the floor. So it is Thaddeus's turn. Uh, I think Chai had a better initiative than me. I had a six. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay, I inverted them. That's fine. They're not that different. It's, um, it's weird. In the initiative order, I wrote Kevin, Thaddeus, and Sarah, not Matt. <laughs> hey, he has become on, one. Hey, that's on purpose. Okay, so <laughs> what were the what were the colors of the black and ochre? And we dealt damage to the black one. Mm-hmm. I have bad feelings about what I'm about to do, but. I don't have many options. I am going to cast. How far away are they? Actually, that's important. I like you. You guys were all kind of like, like the black ones up on, in our business, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna on the black one then. I'm going to cast Primal Savagery, which is just a cantrip, but uh, I have to make a melee spell attack. For a creature within five feet, which I believe, if this one's up, I'm all busy now. Mm-hmm. 14. 14 hits. Excellent. What does Primal Savagery do? I've never heard of this. So, uh, I, well, I'll re- read it. Uh, you channel Primal Magic and cause your teeth and fingernails to sharpen, ready to deliver a corrosive attack. Make a melee spell attack against one creature within five feet of you on a hit. The target takes 1d10 acid damage. After I make the attack, my teeth and fingernails turn to normal. So basically, I grow like poisonous fangs and claws, and I attack it. Mm-hmm. We are fifth level now. Six. Perfect. We're over. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. I just need to know how many dice to roll for because it's a cantrip. Uh, I don't. I'm. I'm trying to figure out if acid will do anything. So we'll find out in a heartbeat. Two uh, d. Two d. Ten acid damage. Let me find. That is 19 points of acid Damn. damage. Oof. Almost, almost max damage. Noise. Cool. That would have really hurt almost any other creature, but you can tell it had no effect on this thing. God. Okay, that's why I burned a cantrip to find out. <laughs> oh, that's very unfortunate. Okay. Because I don't have any fire or anything. I just have acid or poison as cantrips. Well, like, I can create a fire, but I, it doesn't do damage. Are you going to do anything else on your turn? Unfortunately. I think th- I think for now, that's going to be it. Okay. Matt. Uh, Thaddeus will take a look at the goop and the other goop. I'll also just yell. I was like, turns out the acid damage didn't do anything. Thaddeus takes a look at the goops, takes a look at his uh, new fancy mall, and uh, 
says to himself, Well, they already look like they splatted, so let's splat them some more. And he takes a big old overhanded, like, axe chop-like swing, but with the maul. Oof. And he rolls a 27. Gah. Okay, yeah, Uh, the 27 is going to hit, but I just have to backtrack for one moment. Um, Chai takes four points of acid damage when she touches the the pudding. (sighs) That's not too bad. I thought it was a different thing. Thaddeus as well, four points. Yep. Uh, But yeah, the 27, um, you splat it. How much do you splat it for? I splat it for uh, 13 bludgeoning damage. Did the bludgeoning look like it did anything? Oh yeah, yeah. Bludgeoning hurt it pretty good it looks it looks it looks rightly diminished uh splat attempt number two coming in hot i rolled a 19 on the first one and on this attack i rolled a one your the the mall is actually smoking and you can tell that even though it's finely crafted is partially corroded so there is a minus one damage modifier on the mall because it's it's being oh. it's being corroded. Oh, so I just have a normal mall now? Yeah, it's, it's much less nice. That's super shitty. Kevin, back up to you. Um, may I inquire as to the last time we had... Uh, I think we've had a, a long rest, right? We've had... So we've, we're still in the same rest when we fought the Giants. We've had a short rest. So your spell slots have come back, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's all I need to know. I would like to, please, from still from the doorway, um, actually, would you mind refreshing refreshing my memory as to where each um, blob uh, is? is, is. <laughs> um, so, I mean... You're all kind of crowded around, like this thing. This thing is kind of pooling on the floor, and you're all you're all basically engaged with it. And then there's there's one that's coming out onto the ceiling, uh, a few feet away. And how roughly how big is the room? Oh, the corridor is like maybe ten feet across. I'm in a corridor. Okay. Um, then I would like to uh, cast fireball in kind of between them if possible because one's on the ceiling and one's on the floor right yeah I will say that fireball will engulf the entire group (laughs) he didn't ask he said he He said I cast fireball I didn't ask or need to know that no I especially (laughs) needed to know that alright never mind Uh, Mm -hmm. Then in that case, I mean, um, if you want to communicate like everybody that like to to run away so that you can nuke these nuke these guys from orbit, you can do that. Oh, yeah. does that so you, I wouldn't need to wait for a turn for for people to do that? I mean, they would have to run on their turn. And, on their turn, okay. T- yeah. Do it anyway. No, we'll all die. Um, no, we won't. Cast fireball. <laughs> I got. I, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm being a wuss. 
Um, ah, I wanted it so bad. Instead, uh, I would like to target slash uh, maybe focus my uh, scorching abilities with a with scorching ray. I would like to cast two on our friend on the ceiling and two on our friend on the floor. Oh, cool. Do you do you get four? Is it because it's being cast at a certain level, or is it three? Uh, I, I can't remember. The, that could be the case. Um, I have four rays written down, but the reason I have four rays written down is because somebody told me that. But oh, I, yeah. I'm not able to confirm who or when or any other detail other than that's just what's written on my sheet. That is likely me that told you that, as I have a card here that says when you cast this spell using a spell slot of third level or higher. Oh, because it auto casts at third one level. Additional oh, yeah. Yes. For each okay. Slot. Cool. Because he auto casts it at the high level. So yes, you are correct for for scorching rays. All right. And then, um, so do I need to do a uh, twenty for each? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's four four separate rolls. So I have a 17 plus, uh, so 24, uh, and then a natural 20, so 27. Oh my god. Um, and then a 7, so 14, and a 17, so another 24. Jesus. All four of those will hit, and one of them is a crit. I'll let you decide which one that you want to crit on, but how does it look when you're basically, like, doing a... Like a laser light show in this corridor. Yeah. Do I get to choose? Like, do they come out one at a time, or can I kind of like you know do two and two? Does anybody care? How, however, you want it to unfold. Mm-hmm. You pick. Hmm. No, I changed my mind. Okay, so sequentially, I would like to do like a and a and with 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 uh you know. A slight, slight attitude, kind of like you know, like a double tap. Um, so, do you want to do the black pudding first, the one on the floor? Uh, yes, sure. And who, who is this one the one that's getting the the natural twenty? Yeah, I will say it is the bigger of the two. Oh, okay, perfect. Then yes. Are you- no, I was just going to say. Hello. Are you rolling? You gotta roll your damage. Yeah, you gotta roll your damage, oh, bud. Oh, I need to be told what to do at all times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, we're clearly in the wrong. Our apologies. So I have got a five, <laughs> and I have got a five. Well, I think one of them was the critical, right? So which one? Did the you said it was going to be your first. Your second hit was the critical on the, and it was going to be on the black yeah, one, sure. yeah, the big yeah. one. So that's an automatic. Okay, so one total. of those ones, yeah. Okay, I've got a four and a four, five and a five and a four and a four. So five seventeen for twenty-two on the black pudding and eight total on the ochre. Yep, that's pretty decent. Thank you for the yeah, math. I'll take it. Wait, hang on. Were you, you were you rolling your D6s individually? I was. Okay, so five and a five and a four and a four. So that's 18. 
So so the first ray is 2d6. So if you rolled a d6 and then a d6 and you got a 5 and a 5, that's 10. 10. Yeah, so the first one's a 10. The critical hit would have been the f- 4. 4 and the 4. Well, the f- 4 and the 4 plus an automatic 12, so an 18. Another 20. So wouldn't he roll two more yep. d6 still on the black pudding? He would have two more 2d6s. He, he has 30 damage on the black pudding and needs to roll damage for the jelly. Oh my god, yeah. okay. Oh yeah, and then has okay yeah sorry yeah you're right, my bad. So he's basically just on the black pudding damage. Okay, right. Because they're each two d6, correct? Yeah. Each ray is two yes. d6. Yes. Okay, yes. so roll two more d6, Kev. You got it. I've got a three <laughs> and a four. So seven. So seven. Roll two more d6s, Thanks, Kev. Friends. <laughs> I've got a, a four <laughs> and a one. Oh. So five, so a total of twelve damage on the ochre jelly. Yeah. Ouchie. Ouchie. Nah. OJ. <laughs> That's why it's that color. The black pudding will lash out again at uh, this time at Chai. Great. I rolled a thirteen to hit. What's your armor class? Mass. I have a sixteen. Your armor class is sixteen. Holy shit. Yeah the hell are you wearing that's crazy okay leather armor and a leather shield currently and Macan's pretty good you mean your dexterity that's the one okay and the ochre jelly on the ceiling will lash out at thaddeus and boo go away i rolled a i don't like you it's a total of 17 the new plate armor is the best. What? AC of 18. Oh, God. Okay, wow. All right, these things are annoying, but... Um, <laughs> that is literally it. <laughs> yeah, they can't hit for shit. All right, uh, Sarah, your turn. The black pudding is looking real fucked up. It's starting to get that, that skin on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try... Poison spray. I don't know if it's gonna do anything. Poison spray, 10 feet. Am I 10 feet from the Oh yeah. Oakery one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you right, well, just did a melee attack on him, so you're still pretty close. I'll give him a go. Okay. Uh the creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw. And beat my fairly low 14. Oh, yeah, I rolled a 19 that time. Okay. Yeah. So nothing happens. All right. Matt? Uh, seeing what slapping this black pudding has started to do to my new fancy mall, uh, Thaddeus is going to be very sad and toss it to the side and bring out the warning star because he doesn't mind if that gets fucked up. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's going to take some swangs at the black pudding because he doesn't want to deal with that thing anymore. Yeah. That's another one. Jesus, we're doing great, guys. I'm going to switch dice. Second attack. Yeah. That's marginally better. 16? 16 will hit. Uh, I am actually going to pump my last spell slot into this and do a divine smite on it because I don't want to deal with it. Oh, that's why. Okay. So, first level Divine Smite is 2d8. So we have 
8 points of piercing damage and 10 points of radiant damage. Okay. That die. That ooze just kind of turns into a puddle. Yay! And your your mall uh, your warning star is corroding and has a minus 1 modifier to it. To attacks and damage rolls? Uh to damage only. To damage only. Yeah. And you're going to take 6 points of acid damage after you attack it. That's cool. And we are back up to Kevin. There is just now this ochre jelly on the ceiling. Oh, and Thaddeus moves away because he's like, fireball! Yeah. (laughs) Is everybody out of the way? No. (laughs) No. Thaddeus is going like chaotic neutral. It's okay. I can't fireball. I think I'm just going to... Let me hit it, hit it with my with my uh, double Eldritch Blast. So I have a 15, so that'll be 22. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and a 7, so that one's a 14. Both of those hit. Cool. So I've got... Uh, that's an 8. Um, and then that's an 8 plus 4, so 8 and 12. Okay. So after you blast this thing two times, it uh, begins to, like, after spending about maybe 12 seconds in this hallway, begins to, like, slide back underneath, uh, over the top of the doorframe, back into that room from whence it it came. Uh, And we can uh, go to Sarah if you want to pursue it or if you'd prefer to pursue a different course of action so this thing the ochre jelly is severely hurt and uh, going back into the room for shelter uh i think we do want to pursue it am i correct in that assumption uh, that would be up to you if it's severely hurt you may just be able to chase it down and kill it yeah i think i'm gonna chase it down i'm getting a little pissed off at it because nothing I have seems to be working because I have no other option. I'm going to upcast Flame Blade to third level, which is my bonus action. I'm going to use my action to make an attack on it. So does this something that you imbue on your normal scimitar? I evoke a fiery blade in my free hand, so I create oh, a fire okay. scimitar. Very nice. It is a 17 to hit. That hits. That is pretty decent. That is 15 points of fire damage. I Before I get ahead of myself, I just want to make sure that you're going to allow me to do this, because the at higher levels component... so. It's a second level spell. I was burning a third level slot to do it because it has the at higher level section. Uh-huh. But it says when you cast the spell using a slot of fourth or higher, I get the extra damage. I did not roll the extra damage because it's fourth or higher, but can I still use the third level slot to cast the spell? Oh, I don't see why not. Okay, perfect. So yeah, I rolled the correct amount of damage. I just want to make sure you were fine with that spell slot usage. Yeah. So yes, it is the 15 okay. points. Okay. Well, it only had uh, 13 points left, so that... Uh, what does it look like when you cast Flame Blade, by the way? And how, 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 do you, how do you kill this jelly as it's on the ceiling? I think I basically... 
I don't mm. think you're ready for this jelly. I'm not ready for this jelly because it's on the ceiling, so it's gonna fall on me. Uh, yeah. I think for uh, the jelly's not ready for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in this one specific circumstance, I think I basically am just like pissed off that none of the things I have tried to work on work has gone well. Uh, tried to make work, and seeing that like some kind of like slashing it or hitting it has worked. I'm going to try the one thing I know how to do and the flame blade. So I'm going to summon it. Like, basically I'll be like, I mean, I guess if this is what it needs, like almost like, Oh, this is so pedestrian for me and summon a blink, summon a sword and I'll just like, kind of go like, eh, cause it's on the ceiling. Just like fly swatted. Yeah. Like a fly swatter. Like, eh, and like just, and then it just like falls. <laughs> Well, that did the trick, and it is dead, leaving you free to fall back to the safety of the vault and take a long rest. Yeah. And that's where so we'll stop, Tim, unless Matt has a question right now. I have, a, I have a question about what has happened to my mall now. Yeah. So, it was a plus one mall. Does it still have the plus one to hit, but the minus one to damage? Oh, yeah. Um, I'd say yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to make so things more complicated. Well, I was also going to say, with my combination of, like, my ability to heat metal and mending and the tools, like, in a dwarven, like, armory, would we be able to, like, repair it? Mm. I don't know if you, I don't know. It's it'd be an interesting thing to explore if you can find like the tools and the raw material to repair it. And then also maybe a little bit of luck with your, with your dice rolls. But, uh, okay. Okay. That's okay. a possibility. That's interesting. So you're saying there's a chick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to go ahead and mark it down as, <laughs> as a permanently damaged item. <laughs> fine. Okay. Fine. Well, I don't know how much, uh, time Chai has spent working with her hands on dwarven steel. Name of your sex tape? Well, that's just the name of the performer. Yeah, dwarven steel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will pick it up there. So the group, um, you're going back and, and uh, locking yourselves in the vault and, and... Why not a long rest? And taking a long rest? Yeah, I think we need to heal. Thaddeus needs to have a nap and a sandwich so he can do things again because I used my last spell getting rid of that pudding yeah also thank you for giving me a maul instead of having me have my axe for that Jesus that would have sucked I, I mean I rolled randomly on the on the table of weapons so that was purely chance <laughs>